Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Winnie Sabat. A company is unable to stay in business if it doesn't generate income and make a profit. Winnie Sabat, financial director of New York City-based marketing agency Red Antler, has the keen ability to make companies and brands more profitable. The millennial finance executive has been named to the Networks Journal's 2019 40 Under 40 Achievers for her upwardly mobile career moves and accomplishments. Her career began at Gannett after she earned a Bachelor of Science degree with a concentration in finance from Fordham University in New York City. At Gannett, she collaborated with senior leadership on forecasting $5 million in online annual revenue. Within two years, she elevated herself to the business manager at Lurham Group, a research firm where she managed financial aspects of $14 million in projects. Winnie possessed a keen understanding of the benefits to data-driven strategic plans and has proven effective in implementing programs that maximize resources effectively. So I introduce to you all Winnie Sabat. Hi, how are you? I am great. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty awesome. Thank you for asking. Yes, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. What is your definition of purpose? My definition of purpose is having, knowing exactly or defining exactly why you are living in this exact moment, time, and space. We could have been born in any other time, but we're actually living in this specific time and making, leaving your imprint in this specific time is how I define purpose. Yes, yes. And people don't understand how important timing is. Timing is such a, there's a word that people don't use as much. And it, and it goes with like how you said, like we were born at a certain time. If we were born, let's say 20 years ago, things may have not, you know, been the same. Or if you have an idea, and I was just telling someone the other day, I come up with ideas all the time, but does that mean I have to implement them all today? No. So I have to make sure that the timing for those specific things are released at certain times so it can be, you know, profitable if there's something you're supposed to make money off of or something that just, you know, it, it matches what's going on out here in the real world. Exactly. Everything has a certain place and it has a certain time. I agree. I agree. And the thing is, too, time also is the most expensive commodity. So Mm -hmm. also understanding the importance of, like, that it is a limited resource that you have and how important it is for you to be selective about how you spend and invest your time, be it in your career, in people, in in yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's always you have to think about from an ROI perspective, which is the return on investment. What is Mm -hmm. the return of the investment of my time by spending it doing ABC? Whether it is like taking a leap of faith and investing in yourself and starting your own business or 
investing in your education or investing in your mental health or taking a nap. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. ROI on everything or like it's really important for you to be thinking in this that kind of mindset because then you become incredibly much more strategic about the things that you do and how you spend the time, whether, again, like, especially like in a relationship with your significant other, is there a real ROI in it? Um, one of my favorite quotes, and which has become my life model, has been the two more most important decisions that a woman will make that will have the biggest financial impact, impact in her life is who she chooses to work for and who she chooses to marry. And mm. both those things factor in time into into the equation yes that's a good quote i like that mm-hmm. <laughs> so winnie what is one word you would use to describe yourself and why this is probably going to sound incredibly self-centered but <laughs> given that two of my friends used that word to describe me just this week i would say impressive and the reason i say impressive is because like at this very moment i don't exactly feel impressive but i at different times of my life I have felt impressive and to have now to have people in my life reminding me that I'm impressive makes me feel again impressive I don't know if that makes sense but like there's Mm -hmm. there's a there's a power behind words I think impressive is a very powerful word very much it definitely is and you're actually the first person who has used that word on the podcast Um, really it's a really good word yeah impressive is a really good word yeah and I do believe there is um, power in words. And I remember having my mom say it to me and I was like, oh, you're just my mom. And then having a friend say it to me, one friend who's like miles and miles away. And then mm-hmm. having another friend say it to me the day after. Sometimes like the universe senses like when you're doubting yourself. And oh, yeah. She speaks to you through others to, to have like three really close people in my life repeat the same word to me, especially recently. It's been incredibly powerful and being incredibly like in terms of like, um, why can I find the word? It's been, <laughs> it's, it's helped me to like motive, it's motivating to just mm-hmm. keep pushing. And because sometimes we don't stop to think and be like, okay, this is exactly what I am. This is exactly what I'm doing. And thinking that I am impressive is a very, very big word. And it just gives power behind that for myself. Yes. And I will hope that any word that anyone uses to describe themselves has some kind of meaning to them, some kind of, like you said, power behind it. Um, Some even have stories behind it. So um, I hope people just not saying, okay, this word describes me and really don't understand why it describes them. Right. I think the word impressive, like just even hearing you talk about me and just in part of the introduction, I was like, oh, she sounds pretty cool. Like, oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> and I've been feeling that way. <laughs> like, even going to the award ceremony for the network journal and being surrounded by so many impressive people with um, ambitious and, like, titles and so many accomplishments. And for a second, I was like, how did I get to be part of these group of people? Like, how am I mm-hmm. here? And then when they called my name and they were speaking my accomplishments, I was like, oh, wait, I did do that. That's me. Mm -hmm. I am impressive. It's just like just constantly reminding myself that there is power in the words that I tell myself. And also there is power in having the right people around you to remind you who you really are, even when sometimes you forget it. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's just so important to have those people around you that helps you stay on your feet. Like you said, even when you feel like you're falling over or, you, or you're not feeling your best. But those are the people that keep encouraging you and keeping you, um, they keep you focused. Yes, exactly. So, you know, as children, we have role models and mentors. I want to know who was your role model or mentor growing up and did it change over the years? I would have to say, I think most children usually pick their parents. So mm-hmm. I would have to say it's for a really long time. It was my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, even my book, I wrote a book and she's the person on, on the cover because she's been so inspirational. Even now she, my mom is an incredibly strategic woman. She's very mm-hmm. thoughtful about the things that she does. And as the older I get, the more I realize that I've inherited that trait from her. And I'm incredibly grateful because of it. But I think, like, growing up, I was my mom as some sort of God that she could not make any mistakes. But as I got older, I've learned to accept her as a flawed human being, um, mm-hmm. which it's almost like it's been, like, almost as a death of, like, my perce- my old perception of Godness uh, within my mother. But if anything, actually helped by seeing her as a flawed human being has helped me accept myself as a flawed human being and as somebody who also makes mistakes. It's also helped me recognize her as a human being and also recognizing, okay, accepting her specific flaws and Mm -hmm. looking to what are the things within myself that I need to acknowledge and accept as well. It's been really interesting to do that and accept and actually continue to grow from it because now I'm 33 my mom isn't some like higher being. She's one of my best friends where we can talk about things. And whenever we talk about things, it's more objective. It's more so like I'm asking a trusted advisor for advice as opposed to like I'm, I'm taking everything she says as Bible, right. Which, right. Is, which is a very important distinction because there are going to be times where my mom says like I should say do something. And if I pause and take a moment, and looking at her in terms of her life, the way she lived it, maybe like I, maybe I'll take advice from my mom for certain things, but in certain mm-hmm. aspects, she may not she may not be the best person to take advice from. Right, right. And, and acknowledging that has been really, really important. And this is why it's important to have a really well balanced tribe to have different people with different perspectives, the way they grew up, the way they lived their lives, different age groups, different socioeconomic backgrounds, because that's how you become a well-rounded person. That's what I've always tried to do. So, and also accepting not just my mom, not just myself, but every person I have in my life with that lens, which also helps me and also helps them, you know? Yes. That is so true. Like, I've had a few people, you know, think their parent as their role model, but nobody put it in that perspective um, that you just put it in. Like, you have to, like, of course, like, especially like me, because I was the only child and I was raised in a single parent home. And looking at my mom, um, of course, is like your best friend. You know, she does everything. She's like a miracle worker. It's like, how did she get this stuff done? Especially when you're a child because you don't understand some of the sacrifices some of the parents make. But as you get older, you start understanding things. But understanding also, like you said, that they're not perfect. They also have flaws. So you're like, oh, well, you know what? I was able to see her fall, not literally, but see her fall where she wasn't her greatest. And then I was able to see her pick herself back up. You know what? Okay, that's a strength that 
she has. You know, she she can persevere through a situation. You know, like you have to acknowledge those things and not always wear blinders on all the time. Like you can't see those things. Like nobody's perfect. No. And also be like, okay, Ma, this is where your flaw is. And I think mm-hmm. it's also it, it's also by me learning to be honest with myself, by the way I look at people and also verbally being honest with them. It actually helped them learn to be honest with me. And there's a sense of vulnerability that gets to that you develop in that sense. And the most powerful thing, the most impressive thing anyone can be is learn to be vulnerable with the right people and at the right time. And right. really understanding the benefits to it, because that makes the difference between even like getting into a relationship, because it's really hard for people to fight vulnerability, because there is a sense like in the world that we live in now, vulnerability is something that people don't, don't exercise. So once right. you learn to be vulnerable and being open about your thoughts, and in addition to also accepting your flaws, looking yourself in the mirror, saying like, I have a big nose or I have a big forehead or I have big feet and I accept that about myself or I tend to jump to conclusions. No one else can use your flaws against you. And you can also learn to be open about them or be open about other things. And also in the same token, also learn to set really strong boundaries to understand when somebody is trying to use your flaws against you because that itself is also really important. Yeah, yeah. People will use things against you. It doesn't always turn out the greatest, but no. Either you have to keep your ears open, your eyes open, and the only way your surroundings. Exactly, and the only way that will happen is by understanding and accepting your flaws. For who? Because if you accept them, no one else can use it against you. That's right. That's right. So what basically inspired you what you do today? And then can you tell our listeners more about your memoir, Petite Petite, A Woman's Journey Across the Globe in the Search of Happiness? I so I have another life model is I never make a decision based on fear, mm-hmm. but I always act despite of, of it. So what I mean by that is I have a huge fear of after I, after I die and move on from this life, Mm-hmm. I don't leave any sense of like history of part of me behind for people who came to make the people who suffered before I was born proud and to leave a legacy for those who come after me. So mm-hmm. keeping that in mind, I decided I wanted to just go in this self um, discovery journey about to learn how to become a better person, a stronger person, a more in touch with myself person, because I've mm-hmm. also by learning to also accept my mother as a flawed human being, I also learned that because it took her a really long time to accept her own flaws, it really ended up costing her in the long run. So now in her 60s, she's still learning how to become better. And it's just, it's costly, especially because time is a commodity you can never get back. So understanding that, I made the decision that I wanted to just like leave, start to leave a legacy behind. So my first thing was, I wanted to write a book about my own search of happiness, and I wanted to use my own words to share that story. So mm-hmm. I decided to just like start writing because I went through, I quit a job that was really, really emotionally taxing. I walked, I ended a relationship that was really emotionally taxing, and I felt like I was 
so down on my luck or I was just like, I felt like I was at a really low point in life. And then I, I remember one day I didn't sleep all night and I woke up at five o'clock and I was like, God, I, I need you to fix me. And I fixed what's mm. hurting, but fix me. And I, I had a sense of calm come over me and I got up, I showered and I had been, wa- I've been walking with purpose ever since then to just like putting wow. one foot of the other and saying like, I'm going to make this happen. So what I did was I made a list of everything I wanted to happen, like before I die. And this was in 2016. I'll never forget this. And here we are three years later, everything, almost everything I have on that list, I've accomplished. And like even now I just it's kind of insane because I thought I was going to be able to manifest this life like 10 years 15 years Mm -hmm. and I started living the life in the moment I decided to like I'm going to do all these things because these things are important for me and subconsciously I just started to do these things like putting pen to paper and writing which is something I've always wanted to do which I did I started traveling to so many different corners of the world. I never, like I used to say like one day I will do and I just ended up doing them. I ended up just like taking even more risk in my career and just like investing in myself even more, going to therapy, working on my body, being in the best shape of my life, going to business school, graduating business school, standing in front of a crowd. Like I've done so many different things in just three years. And even like sometimes like I pause and it's like, oh my God, this is me. And it didn't take that long. And the moment I made the decision that I just was going to do it and put one foot against in front of the other. Another thing also happened, people around me react to it, positive and negative. So the people that were no longer suiting me felt like fell off. And the people that I needed to continue to push me forward, like, just like appeared in my life out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just been going mm-hmm. like ever since. So it's been a very interesting journey because now I feel a lot more in line with the universe. Like if I think something, it just automatically mm-hmm. happens. Or like it could be, and so now it's becoming more so like I need to be careful about the things that I'm thinking because <laughs> like whether good or bad, like it's going to happen. So really being more thoughtful about like, what you're attracting in your life or like how am I going to level up to the next level? Because if I can make my, if manifest my life as it is right now from three years ago for just saying like, I'm going to do it and I'm just going to keep working mm-hmm. no matter what to just being here. So now it's just like, what is next? Um, I think that's what's propelled me to just keep pushing. And the more you invest yeah. in yourself, the more people, others are going to be willing to invest in you. That's right. That's right. It's absolutely true. I actually just said something similar to that on um, my social media page just maybe a couple weeks ago. And, you know, you energy is so transferable. I say it all the time. When you're feeling sad, I feel like if we're in the same room, I'm probably feeling sad now because that yeah. energy came off like that. So. I always try to be positive all the time. And I just put up a post right before you call, you know, positive thinking needs to be followed with positive doing. So you can't think about all the great things you want to do and the great things, um, you know, you want to speak into the atmosphere and then don't do it. Like, that's just a waste of words, you know? So it's like, exactly. you have to 
if you think about it, you have to turn around and then you have to do it or take the steps in order to achieve it. Manifestation is so important, especially with believing in yourself. So for those who used to self-doubt themselves, it's so important to start manifesting things because once you see things, like you said, writing things down, it's so important to write things down because mentally in your brain, anything can happen. You can get into a car accident today, God forbid, you can get into a car accident and lose your memory because of the way you put your head in the car. So right. it's so important to write things down and to visually see them so that way you can see that you're constantly reminded that you want to get this goal accomplished or you want to get this done. So for all my listeners, start writing things down. Put them in your pillow. Put them in your wallet. If you carry a pocketbook every day, put it in your pocketbook. Put it in your back pocket as you travel throughout your day. Something as a reminder of, you know what, I am beautiful or I will make a million dollars in my business or, you know, whatever your goal is, whatever you want to manifest into the atmosphere. And then let the atmosphere do what it has to do. Like, don't keep pondering about it. Just keep, just, just let the, let the wind blow however it's supposed to go. Because I know exactly. things like, I know sometimes like me, I, when I don't get my way, <laughs> and of course that probably comes from only child syndrome, but when I don't get my way, I get upset when things don't go the way that I want it to go. Or when I'm planning an event because I do events and when I'm planning an event and things mm-hmm. don't happen the way that they're supposed to, I'm getting upset again, but I had to understand it in this industry. Things can go wrong, but so Tiana now has to have those plan B, plan C, plan D, just in case, you know, things don't go the way that they're supposed to go. So that was actually a process and and a stage in my life I had to go through and understand that, you know, of course, everything is not perfect, but everything will work out the way that it's supposed to. So people have to get in that habit of that. Exactly. And one of the things that I also do, I also do um, annual vision board, which started in 2016 where I would constantly have um, just like different vision boards in terms of the things that I want. And every year the goals just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is pretty insane and awesome. And it makes me feel good knowing that everything I have, it's a result because of like the vision boards I put together. So visualizing mm-hmm. and that thing that works for me is like before I just started by myself, but the more I started just like, Doing things like prayer challenges with my friends and doing a bunch of things like in groups and in teams with the right people, things started to manifest even faster because then I have a group of people with me who are like have the same vision and the same goal as me and they're pushing forward and we're all like we're all aligned. It also brings you closer and also solidifies your, your tribe, the right people to have around. So it's also really right. important, you know, like I, growing up, like in my culture, like whether something good or bad is happening to you, you keep it to yourself. I, I still partially believe that until you're actually really ready. But certain aspects, having the right people around you actually helps. So if you have the right and you're like, you know what, let's like, for instance, like I'm having I'm hosting a vision board party and I have 15 people are going to be clowning my apartment, putting your vision board <laughs> together. And it's going to be great because, like, we're all really excited about this thing that we're planning on having, putting together for ourselves. And I think it's really important to also do it. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Little vision pool parties at your heart. And then it helps because, you know, you created a space that maybe they didn't want to be, like, in a huge event venue or, you know, stuff like that is more intimate. You get to have more fun. You probably get to talk about more things because people are now more vulnerable. It's just 
it, people need to learn how to create the experience, but also create that um, atmosphere where people are comfortable and are willing to share because, you know, you don't want them to leave holding on to something that they know they should have said or done while they were with you. Exactly. Exactly. That is awesome. So what is your meaning of success? And what do you consider to be your current biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Um, Meaning of success is doing something while holding your integrity and maintaining strong character. Because I've definitely been around people who are on paper or financially successful, but they're not. They lack serious integrity. So I think the meaning of success is just like, doing really being well doing really well whatever it is that you decide to do regardless of what it is doesn't have to be like i'm a millionaire or a billionaire it could literally i made the decision to become a teacher because that's where i feel my life purpose is as long as you maintain integrity in your delivery of your skill set that is skill that is success to me and my definition for my own success is Ability to, I think one of my coworkers actually said this to me, is that sometimes in order to be the leader of the pack, you have to be okay with being a lone wolf. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, I've been in situations in businesses where the decisions are being made or goes against my values and my and what I stand for. And I've been the only one in the room to say, I will not participate in this while everyone else is nodding. And I'm saying, no, I refuse to. It's been incredibly hard to do that. But I, I go home when I go home at night and I lay my head to bed and I feel good about myself because regardless, I did not participate in this, which makes me feel good about it. And I think that is one of the definitions for success. And also my ability to just keep going. I think like sometimes I forget just how bad things were at one point because I just keep pushing. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I just do. (laughs) (laughs) And I think sometimes like, People are trying to knock you down and they don't even understand, like, how can you possibly keep going? I can't even give you the answer to that question because even I can't stop me from just keep pushing. So you definitely can't. Yeah, and I think that is a definitely, I think it's a definite, definite um, gift that I'm incredibly grateful for, even though sometimes it does can be lonely, but I'm incredibly grateful for it. Yes. Bring in all the all the acknowledgments of all the things that doesn't feel right. Right. It's just like, do always doing what feels, I think Hannah Brosnan just wrote a book that says, just do what feels good. And she's right. If you follow your gut and you just like, the more you follow your gut, the more you you trust yourself and the happier mm-hmm. you will be. And I really do believe that. And I definitely agree because I, there's been times where it's just like, this doesn't feel right. But it's also like I'm fighting a fight that I'm by myself, but this is what feels right. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You got to follow your gut. (laughs) The gut don't lie. The gut don't lie. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So for this season, I had included, well, I kept a question that I started maybe mid-season, less um, from season one. And the question is, if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you tell her? I would tell myself that it gets better, that whatever you're going through isn't permanent, Mm -hmm. that 
you are eventually going to have the confidence that you admire from others. And it's going to get to a point where it even starts scaring you. It's just how confident you are. And sometimes I forget just how confident I am. And sometimes I also um, forget just how strong of a boundary, like how strong my boundaries can be and how good that is. Because there was a time I didn't even understand the concept of having boundaries. So it's Mm. been really, really amazing to just like, I also haven't really given myself time take a step back and just like think about the things that you've accomplished so which I'm trying to do now but yeah just like have faith keep pushing don't give up and there are people out there who want to see you win so win yeah when he said win little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's also a nickname my friends give me they call me win so yes. kind of like like it's like it's hard but yeah, keep pushing and you're going to win. So I know your days sometimes get consumed with a lot of work and then you try to, you know, put some personal time in there for yourself. So can you tell our listeners, how do you practice self-love and self-care? So I practice self-love by being honest with myself and others about what I need. Sometimes it's a moment to myself. Sometimes I need a hug. Sometimes I need a, a ear. Sometimes I just need a workout. Sometimes I, it's just like basically following my intuition about what exactly I need and also being honest with the people around me because, because sometimes they tell, they remind me of what I need. Again, it's just like having the right support system around you makes the world of a difference and it's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Cause like you won't make it far in life if you try to do it by yourself. It's just That's not right. possible. It's just not possible. And I think like for the past couple of months, life has taught me the importance of just relying on others to help you because it's just so important. The right people will always be willing to help you and lend a hand. You just have to be brave enough to admit it to yourself and to them that you need help. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I know I'm always putting out a call for something when I know I probably won't be able to get it accomplished by myself. So like oh, a couple okay. days ago, no, actually last week, I'm lying, it's about a couple of days ago. Last week, I sat mm-hmm. down and I sat down with a coworker of mine and I said, you know what? I want to take um, some kids to go see the movie Harriet. I said, mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be an amazing experience. They can learn about their culture. And the movie, um, a lot of the movie was filmed right here in Philadelphia. So oh, I wow. said, that'd be perfect that. because we had some part of the Underground Railroad here. But a lot of the free slaves came here. So she was like, oh, got to be decent, you know. I'm like, all right, well, you know, let me get on Facebook before I forget about this idea and see if I can get some people to donate five bucks for some kids to go to the movies because on on Tuesdays it's five dollars. Right. So I said, okay. So I put that call out and literally with that $48, I had raised $350. Wow. And I was able to take 30 people to the movies just this past Tuesday. And we had an amazing time. We had an amazing time. It was so good just to see us all get together. I had sponsored tickets that I had um, from, I sent them to my high school. So I had some students and some teachers come. My boyfriend has his own um, nonprofit, but he also has a basketball league. So he bought some of his um, players and they came. And then some of my girlfriends and their children came. So it was such a great time. 
to be able to, you know, have this experience with one another and then even able to be able to talk about it afterwards. So it was oh, a great time. But like you said, you can't do nothing out here by yourself. No, no, you need, it takes a village and you have to be willing to admit that to yourself that, yeah. um, like you, like you, you, you won't be able to do everything by yourself. Right. Um, you just have to be willing to be like, you know what? I need help. Help me. And you'll be surprised how many people are willing to help you. Yep. Yep. And sometimes it's a stranger, someone mm-hmm. that might be, let's say, your friend on social media that, you know, you might not interact with all the time, but someone who's probably watching you. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you do what you say you're going to do, people are going to pour into you the way that they want to pour into you. So it's just so important to always be on your A game. And it's fine to be transparent, but it's good to be on your A game because somebody is always watching. My mom told me that all the time. Somebody is always watching. Agreed. You'll always be surprised as who's actually look, looking at you and paying attention to the things that you do. Yeah. So what is one resource? You only get one. One resource that you use every single day in life or in business that you cannot live without? Meditating. <laughs> mm. I I meditate every day, sometimes a few times a day. And also I've taken to using Audible for a book called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And she just came out with another book called Super Attractor. Both of which mm-hmm. have been game changing, not just only in my life, but also a lot of my friends' lives. I have a friend who listened to it, ended up quitting her job, traveling the world for a bit. And then she met the love of her life, got the dream job all within less than a year. Oh, wow. And like, and that was the book I listened to that also pushed me to just keep pushing forward. And that helped me change my outset in life. And I became so much better than what I was two years ago. So I do believe like in the power of meditation and, you know, looking within yourself and believing that in your thoughts, the power of your thoughts and your surroundings. And that's been really amazing. Obviously, I, and not obviously, but I don't get it right every time, mm-hmm. every single day. But it does help me in staying centered because sometimes the world can be cruel. So learning yes, to just not take it, take it in as if something that you did, as if something is your fault. Sometimes things happen. And as long as you look for the lessons into what, what you're going through, you will be so far ahead in most people. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Meditation is important. I have started incorporating that into my my everyday routine maybe a few years ago, and it was just like a relief. (laughs) It was like a relief when I wake up in the morning. You know, I say my prayers, but then I go into maybe a a 10-minute, depending on how I feel, a 10-minute, a half an hour of meditation, and just to kind of align myself with how I want my day to go. Because I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, you can't get up and then the first thing you do is go straight to your phone. Because let's say you go on your, on your phone and then someone on your timeline is talking some crap. What they say dictates how the rest of your day is going to go. So if that status made you angry, you're angry for the rest of the day. Exactly. So if you want to put yourself in a good place. So that your day can go well. And then if something happens, of course, that you don't like going out today, you can kind of reshape that and then, you know, continue on with your day without that being a hindrance um, from you, you know, stopping what you had to do or giving you uh, emotion that you don't want to feel. So make sure y'all meditate, y'all. It's so important. A thousand percent. 
have to meditate. Do you have any upcoming projects or events that you would like our listeners to know about? Um, I'm actually working on my second book. I just started and I don't really, I don't want to share the title yet, but please Mm -hmm. stay tuned. I'm also just in the process of working with a couple of friends from business school to publish a case study on the cannabis industry, um, which is really near and near and dear to me. In business school, we, in order to get your MBA, you have to write a case study. And I specifically chose cannabis because there's such a strong history about it within the U.S., like why it became um, illegal in the first place, how that was tied to racism, how there's a lot of people in um, jail right now, people of color, especially Black people um, in jail for selling, you know, a small dime, a bag of weed or just mm-hmm. like selling weed. And now we have big corporations who are making millions and millions and billions of dollars. They're led by white men. <laughs> right. So just like just talking about it, like specifically focused around um, one company, Kronos, about how we had to figure out, like, do I need to make a deal with quote unquote the devil to actually continue to be in the lead to continue to make this money because the cannabis industry is booming and unfortunately yes, it it's booming. So I think it's really important for like people of color, especially within this country to really look for ways to actually make money off of it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's so more so like raising awareness about the history of it, like how important politics play into the rules and regulations around cannabis, how whites call marijuana because it was introduced after the Mexican um, Revolution, the recreational rules used as it by Mexicans. And during the Great Depression, it became like anything associated with marijuana, it was mostly tied to Mexicans and Black people. So it became like, they're the reason the country is going through the Great Depression and this is their fault. And politicians just came into play and started to say, like, we're going to fight the war on drugs. Like Nixon was one of those people. And just like talk about like the importance of politics, because that also plays into what's going on with us in this country today. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be published in the next couple of months. Knock on okay. wood. Um, so it's definitely something I'm really proud about because I do think it's important. And also it's going to be provided like professors of universities with a tool to basically go over and educate students in the classroom, especially in a college setting, which I think is really important. I'm really, really excited about that. Yes. Look, I just had a whole lesson just now. Just you telling me all this background information. (laughs) Yes. It's very, very important to to just like learn about a lot of things. And I try my best to do that. To just not focus just one area, whereas, like, for instance, like, the um, the Declaration of Independence of the United States was drafted on hemp paper, which is, like, wow. of cannabis or just stuff like that. Like, you know, in the 1700s, like, people were actually farmers required by law to grow hemp because it was used for ropes and and all that stuff like you know those are the things that people don't even remember or even know <laughs> that exists yeah. and like and then the reason it went from like being something a really part of the u.s economy to even being needed during world war because like you know the government gave out um an incentive to farmers to actually grow hemp to go from that to being like illegal and it's because of like politics if it's like um kennedy was very like 
pushing like there is no correlation with marijuana cannabis and like people who are murderers and it's like fighting against right. it and just have like um mix and it's like you know war and drugs we're gonna fight against it and obviously we all know about the Watergate scandal like this one man was you know quote uncle fighting war on, on drugs and he was like very incredibly corrupt himself so just like things like that just really 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 digging into it and feeding back into how Altrio which is like the parent company of Philip Morris which is a tobacco company and now they're looking their ways to diversify their portfolios so now the partner with Kronos which is a cannabis company it also is really important for people to understand just how the money and corporation works in this country and how politics always tie into it and how impactful right. people use fear and racism to get the thing that they want to happen to happen, which is, again, it's exactly what's happening in this country now. That's crazy. It's crazy. History always repeats itself. Exactly. It definitely does. It does all the time. From it definitely does. Even with fashion, people swear what they're wearing right now is just it right now. I'm like, do you feel people were wearing that years ago? Exactly. You just weren't up nothing is even born when this was up on it. <laughs> you know, when this was the the thing to wear. And I think it's like really, really important, especially for people of color, to know like this is why this is important. This is why it's important yeah. for you to be to educate yourself about it. Like, how do you get on it? Because there's a lot of white people making a lot of money, a lot of coin, a lot of coin. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, there's people doing 25 to life for for selling weed in the corner. So it's it's interesting for sure. Lord have mercy. How can our um, listeners follow you on social media or how can they find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram. Um, please follow me at W-I-N-N-I-E underscore S-A-B-B-A-T. I also have a website, www.winniesavat.com, where I talk about like my book and all the things I've accomplished. If you'd like to reach out to me and have a conversation about how I can even, um continue to talk, I'm more than happy. Yes, yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but just in life? Learning how to set boundaries. And that, I think that's really, really important. Understanding what are some of the things that are important to you and also learning how to voice what those boundaries are. Because you can have strong boundaries as much as you want and you think you need, but being able to vocalize them and withhold them. And like, if you, like, I need this from you. And if it doesn't happen, this will happen. And people will test you and it, it will be important for you to actually hold your boundaries because that's what's going to help you develop, elevate your self-esteem, which in turn is going to help you take even better, bigger risks for yourself, which also in turn is going to make you incredibly successful, whatever it is that you decide to do. Because if people know they can't mess with you and they can't like not mess with you, but if they disrespect you or they don't treat you with the amount of respect that you're saying you want, there are consequences to it. And you're going to hold them to that specific level of standard. Some people will back away because they know whether they're willing to admit it to you or not, they can't deliver to um, to you the way you need to. And other people will elevate and you'll be incredibly surprised how many people will elevate 
and meet you to the standard that you set for them and for yourself. Yes, that was a good piece of advice, Winnie. Anytime, anytime. So I thank you so much for being on this episode of Perfectly Blossomed Up. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Yes, you are so welcome. I hope all of our listeners were writing down the gems that you were dropping, how they can contact you on social media. I hope they keep up so when you drop that book, they'll be all over it. You know, we want our listeners to support all of our guests on our show, but I know you're going to be doing amazing things in the future. You're an amazing woman, and I just wish nothing but continued success for you. Thank you so much, and to you as well. Thank you, thank you. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it.